You've tuned into all things fine and gentry with the connoisseur, French Thompson, where consistently we bring you ideas, concepts, and exposure to thoughtful content, lifestyle enhancements, and opportunities to improve yourself and those around you. Thank you for tuning in and taking a listen to this week's episode. Welcome, 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 welcome back all. This is a, um, <clears throat> excuse me, got a little frog in my throat. Um, a new episode of All Things Fine and Gentry. This is the connoisseur, French Thompson, and it's a privilege and a pleasure to be able to be in front of each and every one of you all today. Um, I, I'll, I'll say it again. I appreciate those that have uh, decided to tune in. I don't take it lightly that uh, uh, week in and week out that uh, we have so many listeners that have uh, decided to tune in and we've hit a an amazing milestone. We're at 2,500 downloads uh, since the inception of the podcast. And so appreciate everyone that has uh, continued to connect with us. And it's not just United States. We have those all over the world, folks from India, Russia, Prague. We're seeing folks in Australia. We're seeing folks in England, London. This is amazing that so many people have decided to connect with us and we appreciate each and every one of you all for connecting. And if you have not subscribed, please subscribe. That helps me to know that you actually um, desire to hear this and you didn't just stop by randomly, as well as share amongst your friends so that other people can get connected to all things fine and gentry. So uh, for those that have been listening with us for a while, you know that we are in our Healthy for the Holidays uh, series and where we're talking about healthy habits ways to be healthy as a person, mentally, physically, emotionally, um, through this season. And uh, last week, we had uh, what I call part one of living single. And um, I would, calling it critically acclaimed might be an overreach, but we did get a lot of positive feedback uh, from people on it. I think it it hit a nerve that um, it really resonated with a bunch of folks. And so one of the things that came from that is it was a, it was a male perspective. And, um, you know, initially I'll tell you is that the thought was to get a full panel and have a whole bunch of people talking, but the uh, logistics of that became kind of challenging, uh, in regards to having a bunch of mics and all that. So we were able to split it up. And so today I have the female perspective, and this is going to be a good one because they essentially said all the things that the dude said were, um, was wrong and misguided. Uh, and so... (laughs) Today, we have uh, Gerald and Jermaine and Stephanie Ward here to be able to connect with us. And so, ladies, welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey. Hello. Awesome. What's up? Awesome. <laughs> so, you all heard last week, right? And the fellas just pretty much said, it is hard out here living single in this world. Um, and so, you guys are shaking your head. So, I know that you you agree with that. But before we dig into your uh, lamentations uh, of a single woman in the the year 2020, uh, let's kind of start and introduce yourself to the podcast audience. So, uh, Steph, if you would, just kind of who are you? Where are you from? uh, What do you do? And then we'll toss it over to Geraldine and kind of go from there. All right. Um, My name is Stephanie Michelle Ward, (laughs) and I am a native of Fort Worth, Texas, born and raised. Um, you know, my 
all of my family is here. Um, I graduated from the Prairie View A&M University. HBCU um, love. A historically Black college here in the state of Texas, actually the second oldest institution of higher learning in the state of Texas. I'm just put that out there. Um, <laughs> um, and what I do daily is advocate for children by way of being an assistant principal here in a local ISD. So awesome. that is that. Geraldine? Well, my name is Geraldine Germain, and I am not from Texas. <laughs> Born and raised in New York. Um, that's where most of my family is. Uh, I graduated from the State University of New York of New Paltz. Um, many people may not know that one. So we need new um, <laughs> and um, I moved here to Texas about six years ago and um, started in my career as an educator, a math educator, and um, enjoying every step of it, um, being able to help kids become better at being in school, and that's what I do. <laughs> Are you in secondary education? Yes, I'm a high school math teacher. Oh, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. We did a we did a, a uh, an episode of Black Men in Education, but um, definitely would love to extend the conversation to Black women in education and in regards to the challenges that go with that. But that's not today. So, of course, <laughs> um, people are going to ask, okay, how did you, you all are both educators? Maybe the assumption is that maybe you all ran into each other at school. How did you all get connected um, and become friends? So, um. <laughs> We met at um, Freedom Church. Um, Freedom Church seems to be the glue to a lot of the relationships in my life. And um, we yes. met there and we serve alongside each other on the worship team. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So we talked uh, last week with the fellas. They had hit an important milestone in their life, they believed, uh, in which they turned 30. <laughs> and um, they were uh, you know, very proud of the milestone that they've hit. Um, but the, the main question, regardless of age, is uh, as you hit these milestones and you look at where you are as far as the reality versus what you had expected, um, I guess I'll ask both of both of you, um, what, as you are now in this life space that you're in, uh, I know ladies don't like to talk about their age, so we won't throw it out there for the podcast audience, but... Um, oh, I'm good. You're good? <laughs> yeah. I'm every bit of 36 years old. There it is. All right. So you look yep. at 36 and you think about when you were uh, at Prairie View or, you know, growing up in Fort Worth and you thought about where you would be at 36 um, versus where you are now. How has uh, reality versus uh, your uh, imagination lined up? <laughs> I think a man like probably hasn't lined up at all. I mean, I've attained a lot of those mm -hmm. goals. Um, you know, I have a few degrees and I'm, I'm working in a field that I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, but the personal side, as far as like the relational approach to things is definitely not what I quote unquote dreamed or thought it would be. Um, if someone would have told me when I was you know, like you said, at Prairie View or even in my mid to late 20s that I would still be single at 36, I would not have um, believed them. However, mm -hmm. um, 
things don't always go as planned. Um, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually glad things not didn't go um, like I thought they would have been or how they were supposed to go. Um, this path is is more purposeful and much greater. So that's good. All right. I like that. That was a good bow that you put on that. Jerilyn, what about <laughs> yourself? If you shared care to share your age, but um, kind of where you are versus when you were at SUNY or, you know, a major way to Texas, what were you thinking things would be versus how they are now? Uh, so like Stephanie said, life did not go as planned, <laughs> but um, I am 31. Um, I think my parents got married at 24. Mm. So in my mind, I was supposed to be married at 24 with kids. And uh, that's not the reality. <laughs> um, but like Steph, I can echo what Steph said. Um, I think everything happens for a reason. And I'm really, really um, content with how life has been moving because I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot. Um, I moved here and I've met some amazing people which have added to my life. I've learned more about myself, grew in Christ, um, grew in my, in my career and I'm just enjoying every step of the wave as, as we go. So, so a question on this, cause you all talked about how it isn't necessarily how you planned. Um, and I think the pressure is a little bit different for, for women versus men. Right. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. And so <laughs> one, do you believe that uh, your, your dreams or your plans were ones that you necessarily uniquely had created for yourself or do you feel it was a construct of what you thought you should be or how you should be at a certain age Mm -hmm. and then as you matured into that you were like hey that's not really reality or that was something that somebody put into my head or society put into my head that not yeah I mean yeah go ahead yeah you just said it for sure like it's basically just what you thought as a little kid or as a young you know, person, what you assumed or what you thought your life would be was based on what you saw in the past or what you saw, not in the past, or like from your growing up, growing up yeah, yeah, from your parents or um, from societal norms, you know, you see all these things at that time, you know, it wasn't a lot of social media. So it was what you saw on TV or what you heard on the radio, things of that nature. So definitely once I evolved and became more secure in who I was as a woman and really just um, set some norms and set some, what am I trying to say here? Just became who I am today. Like Mm -hmm. things just didn't happen the way I thought they would. And I'm like in a place now where I'm like absolutely okay with it. And I think um, like for me, um, I didn't mention this before, but I I grew up in a a Haitian household. Mm -hmm. So in the Haitian culture, um, in probably most Caribbean cultures, parents are very, they take pride in their kids um, getting married, Mm -hmm. having kids, like that's their success. That's how they define it Um, because they grew up very differently from me. So I, I think um, there was a there was pressures from yeah. all around, um, but I think it was pressure from parents, mm-hmm. friends, and then in my age group, most of my friends were getting married around 26, 27, 28, 30, even now more and more. I have friends getting married around now, so it's kind of like you could kind of put yourself in a in a place where you are kind of like 
dang, what about me? Mm. Or you could kind of be more optimistic about it and kind of look on the brighter side of life um, and try to figure, like, look at the things that places that I am winning in mm. and how being married or having a husband and kids isn't the only definition or um, of success. Yeah, it just doesn't define you. Yeah. So, um, so, so both of you all, um, you know, uh, grew up in a, I'm going to call it traditional house, but uh, same thing. You have mom and dad there. You have all these things. Um, I'm going to start with you, Geraldine, as far as, you know, you said that culturally there was even more pressure from your side. How did you manage that and or have those, call it, I'm going to call it frank conversations, but um, calibrating conversations with your parents to be able to help them understand the challenges that you're going through, but also for them to be, be comfortable with with the progress that you are making and not view view it as you not living up to expectations, et cetera. How did you manage that? So I just like to say that I'm a strong black woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's and, no excuse. I mean, um, yeah. I just feel like I think, so I kind of explained to you like my, how my parents were kind of putting pressure on and my brother got married at 24 my sister's younger than me she got married before me mm. so my parents when they were kind of like applying this pressure that they don't think is pressure on me I think I had to have a conversation with them one two um when I moved to Texas I was 25 mm. and um I had a switch things up because I did things that were not like my brothers and sisters um so I I moved out from my parents house I lived on my own I started walking I was in my career I was doing what I needed and my dad started realizing how I was moving and I was my relationship with God was getting stronger and it got to the point where I'd go home and he'd be like so you found anybody I'm mm. like this, I didn't go to Texas to look for someone. I went there to better myself. Yeah, right. I went there to grow in my career. And I met so many people. I grew my faith. I found freedom. And I think my dad seeing my growth was spoke enough for him. So Got he was it. like, you're doing so well. And deep down inside, I know he desires these things. Like, I want to see you married. I want to see you with someone who, like, can appreciate you for everything you've done and have become. But I think seeing my growth and when they came to visit me, he was like, I'm so proud. Like you're, you've done so much. So for him, it was a different angle of success for him. He was like, Oh, you can do well mm. on your own and be, do all these things. And you don't necessarily need the quote unquote security of a man. Um, he's like, I do hope this for you, but I've seen how you've grown so much. So that just spoke for itself on how I was moving in life. That's good. I, th I think it's very interesting to watch your parents grow up as you grow up, right? For them to yeah. um, change their their mindset, their construct of what is success um, and being for them to be comfortable in, um in, in how you are defining success and being comfortable in your own life, right? I even see that with my parents. There's my sister and I, uh, she's two years older than me. And I mean, essentially, if you look at us, we're essentially doing the same thing. Both married, have two kids, girl and a boy and a dog, right? I mean, so we're we're doing all that. <laughs> um, but our paths were different, you know? We we took two different paths. We've you know, uh, grown up in this in this world differently. And I think it's been interesting to watch parents 
grow into that and be able to be accepted. accepted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That, that the path that we may take could be totally different from what you and mom took and right. from me, you know, and it'd be okay. And, right. and life is not over because um, I didn't take the exact same path. But I, I love that your parents growing up or watching your parents grow up and mature like that. Mm-hmm. That's key. So, I mean, that's huge. So, so we're, we've kind of talked about like the, call it the close pressure or the immediate family pressure that we see. Um, what about societal pressures? Geraldine, you kind of hinted on like uh, what I called my wife and I when we were dating and then got married. Essentially, it was a perpetual wedding season, right? From, I would call it the age of 26 through, for us, maybe 32. It was like a wedding every year, maybe every other year, right? And it was just right. over and over. Every week. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and it, it, in some ways it was cool because you got to see the same people and you all, you know, had great parties and things like that. But how, how has that challenged you all to, you know, be a strong black woman, right. And and power your way through it and not feel, um, feel less than, or, or, or things like that. I mean, cause like for me, as I think about this, you have so much stuff in media and movies that there's, you know, perpetuated, like, literally 27 dresses right all you know mm. always a bridesmaid never a bride all these things where it just puts this pressure that if you don't have the flowing white dress then then it isn't you know you aren't doing what you need to do and that's outside of your family it's not just those that are there but like literally every day you're looking at it so how have you all managed that uh external pressure i mean like every day it's in your face right yeah. social media and i think you guys spoke about this you spoke about this with the guys but it's just so true like social media is a huge distraction and you have to be very very careful about not comparing yourself in your mm-hmm. life your journey your path with other people and um being so focused laser focused in a sense on like just what it is that i'm doing and what God has for me mm-hmm. and knowing that like my path is my path and you have to be secure in that and it comes with like maturity and it comes with just knowing who you are um as a woman it comes knowing who you are um in Christ Mm -hmm. um and just not allowing those external factors and then like at times if I can be completely honest and transparent you do have those times where you're like Mm -hmm. dang okay and you have to be you have to shut it off and set those boundaries Mm -hmm. and be intentional about what you allow to come into your mind and what you allow your eyes to see and your brain to take in and to process. Um, So um, yeah, like shutting off a lot of social media, like you really do have to get into a laser focus type. I don't know about you, Gigi, but I do. Like sometimes I have to get off and just be like, I'm not looking at that right now. I need to go read something else or just focus and pray or, think or listen to some music so I think it's also the factor of like taking care of yourself mm-hmm. um social media alone is just a lot sometimes and you get so consumed you're like I'm on for five minutes an hour goes by and you're all over these things and then now you don't realize how much things are just feeding into your brain mm-hmm. into your thoughts and you're just like in deep thought and you're like I didn't have this before like mm-hmm. you know but I think it's very important to take care of self take time away, take time to read, take time to work out, run, take, go mm-hmm. for a walk. There are other things to do that social media doesn't need to necessarily love, 
lead your life or lead the idea of what people are putting out there. So, so I'll, I'll cut then you, you off. You gotta have no. account accountability too. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I didn't mean to cut you off, but, but like accountability systems are are major too. Like having people around you or like small circles of people that you can spend time with that um, affirm your desire to walk a certain exactly, path, yeah. affirm your desire to not conform to societal norms and be distracted by um, outside factors. This sounds so great, right? And I'm oh, sure. I'm glad. So do we? No. Paul, do we sound better than the guys? <laughs> since, since you said we sound so great. No, I'm about to hit y'all with, with some real stuff, right? It sounds so great. We sound better than them. Of course. But, you know, somebody listening to this that might not be where you guys are right now, right? Um, they're mm-hmm. like, man, that sounds good, et cetera. How long did it take to get there, right? I mean, this wasn't you just you woke up and you were like, oh, you graduated. Oh, I'm good. I'm confident in myself. And I just go for walks and look at the bluebirds and do all of that. So I think it takes time. But like Steph said, you got to be securing yourself. And I think a big part of it is the people you're around, the kind of energy you keep. And this goes back to social media, that kind of energy you allow to put be poured in. How often it's how, very how quick, hard. How quickly, how long did it take for you to get there? But I don't know if I'm there. Mm. Like I think it's just an ever it's a back and it's forth. It's a not not necessarily a back and forth, but it's like an ever-evolving, just oh, yeah. like there is like a moving target, if you would. Like as I evolve and grow and mm-hmm. mature in various areas of my life, the keyword there or that point, it just gets higher and higher. And it's like a constant um, target that I'm seeking. So right. I don't know if you have to figure out what, you're, what season you're in, mm-hmm. figure out you're there and then get there by, because my path looks, di- it just goes back to what we said before. My path may look different from, from Gigi's path or from your path, you know? So you just have to figure out what works for you, mm-hmm. figure out what you love, what it is you're, what is at the core of who you are as a woman, what matters to you, what boundaries are you going to set? Do you value? What? Yeah. What do you value and what are you going to do to get there? And these things can change constantly. Absolutely. And you have to be okay with those changes too. Week to week. Yeah. I mean, just (laughs) (laughs) be okay with it. Like somebody said today, I don't, I was, I don't know what I was reading or looking at, but it was like, be okay like with not being okay and be okay with not having it figured out. Like we live in a society where you just think like you have to have it all figured it out, figured out and it has to all be perfect. And by a certain time I have to have this and you don't, your story is totally different and just rest in that. It really takes, it's a faith issue too. Mm. And it's like, do you really trust that God is going to Mm -hmm. the path that you're on trust that it's for you. And then what's, what's meant for you will come to you. That's good. All right. So shameless plug. There is a, mm-hmm. a great podcast episode that says it's okay not to be okay by uh, this podcaster. I don't know if y'all know her. Uh, it's I am Kat Nicole. She got a podcast episode <laughs> on that one. Just a, just a drop there. I think I listened to I that one you. too. I got you. <laughs> That's actually one of the one of the most listened to episodes that she has, which is. Yeah, that was a good one. Which is great. I mean, like I. um, it, You got to be. It, perfection is just like this whole facade that people put on yeah let go of you know all right all right so so we're we're 
pivoting towards the holiday season, right? And we already talked about the pressures. We talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about how social media, same thing I told the fellas, you sitting here, there's 50 movies on Netflix and uh, 49 of them are, you know, a woman that's looking to, to you know, get connected or something like that. Um, how has, I would call it, not only the holiday season, how do you manage it through the holiday season, but how do you also are living out singleness uh, in this COVID season? So it's a two for one um, because, I mean, and, and maybe this is a question that needs to be asked or, or clarified, um, even though you all have said, you know, you're comfortable being, you know, single or where you are, you all still per desire, I assume, to be, you know, in relationship with somebody and, and start families and stuff like that. I'll, we'll leave that out there first. Uh, and if that is the case, then uh, how, how do you manage through the holidays in a single where typically people are looking to maybe get connected with someone because there is this factor of I don't want to be alone for the holidays, either for a season or really have converted their mindset. And then also how, how do you manage through COVID? So let's just say COVID hit different. Bruh. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it went from three weeks to I don't even know what month we're on, but I just know and you Seth date knows. with a mask on. Brian, you know what you look like. <laughs> You definitely got to take the mask off because I need to know if I want to be here anyway. And I don't trust the pictures that you sent me. So, no, we can't go on a date. So this is over. <laughs> OK, I'm sorry. Gigi. No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Um, but I think um, in the beginning of COVID, um, being single might have hit different mm. because we live on our own. Mm. Now we're by ourselves mm -hmm. and now we're forced to be by ourselves for God knows how long. That isolation was real. Yeah, and it gets you in your thoughts and the things that you thought you had a good handle on, you're mm. just like, whoa. And I don't want, I think COVID quarantine just kind of allowed me to take a step back to, to realize what, what, do, what I have here. And I don't want to sound cliche or anything, but having family and my group of friends here in Texas, makes it so much better and being able to be around people like-minded um who have the same goals um trying to move the same way we just kind of like encourage each other elevate each other and love on each other because this is what we have you know um so i think to answer your question for like covid and and holidays is just enjoy the people around you it's gonna be tough you know because a lot of people are like there's couples here, there's couples there. But I think it's looking at what you do have. Um, I think gratitude is key, like mm -hmm. in focusing on um, what you have versus what you don't have. Um, and as far as the COVID thing, I mean, dating and COVID <laughs> is like a joke. Mm. Um so I'm, you know, it's been a difficult year to date to even mm -hmm. attempt to have a relationship. Um, but a few dates here and there, but French, I mean, man, <laughs> I mean, you, know, you, you put a post up that was like, this I is, mean, I'm not, I'm French, not going to another you know, alone. You said that in your and post. I <laughs> meant that French, like <laughs> if this continues, I'm gonna just have to, you know. <laughs> That isolation <laughs> was difficult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it you said, different. so things you thought you had a grip on. Yeah. 
not so much. But anyway, let's focus. I think gratitude, being grateful for what you have, and just that goes back to those societal pressures. Like, okay, it's the holiday season and I'm single. Um, and it's the holiday season and I'm single. Mm. So it's really, you know, just it's I, not that big of a deal. Of course, you see, again, you see things on social media and you see people paint these perfect picture in their matching pajamas and <laughs> all of those things. And you're like, oh, I want that. And you do. But when you know, like you want it, but you want the right one and the right yeah. person and you want it in the right time and in the right season, then you just kind of celebrate and rejoice with those that have it, you know, and and move on. All right. I also so, think it goes go with go um, having values because I can settle for the what it looks good, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily what God has for me. So you got to realize you got to remember your values and where you want where you stand in life and what you really want to for a longer period of time right? all right so the fellas they said you know uh, i think jeremy explicitly said man the exposure so much for social media right we started going down this random analogy about fish and the sea and it's getting <laughs> oh, bigger gosh. and bigger um and i think you know uh justin said that you can't trust out here because y'all just scandalous. Um, there was a whole yeah. bunch of just uh, unfortunate uh, statements <laughs> made by the fellas here. So I, I'm curious about your perspective on uh, the dating pool uh, with social mm. media, um, how you actually um, get to an authentic person uh, beyond what you said, the facade on the so- on that you see on social media, but also the, um, you know, as you have all of this out here in a connection with so many or a potential connection with so many people, how do you filter? How do you manage that? Uh, mm-hmm. And how has that impacted you? Like, I mean, I'll, I'll just be honest. I, there was no, you know, when, when Catherine and I were dating, like there wasn't even hardly any social media, like mm-hmm. Facebook know, had just, came Facebook out. had just came mm-hmm. out. And I mean, we, it was just kind of like, all right, whatever. I met her at school. I mean, essentially, we started dating at right after graduation, and it was kind of going from there, right? Um, and so, uh, there there wasn't this like legit no everybody on Tinder, whatever else is out here. Every you know, I don't know the the that's the only thing that's popular that I know of, I guess. But I know there's like like Bumblebee or some other stuff that all these <laughs> Bumble. Like, it's, it's Bumble. called Bumble. <laughs> Friend. I'm glad you don't know. No, the challenge is I'm trying to see if y'all know, but y'all was real quick with it. Barely. Okay. (laughs) Barely. (laughs) Like, I'm bad with the apps. I get on and then I'm like, Uh -uh. you know what? This ain't for me. So, so, all right. So, how how do you manage through that, right? Because right now you got the hookup culture. You have all of these apps that's just like pushing you towards a quick connection. Y'all both are a certain height, went to a certain school. Y'all should get together, right? How do you manage through that? and find authentic people get connected with with good men um and and be able to kind of pursue down that path right are you kind of hoping that you're at starbucks sipping a you know a french roast something the hallmark movie yeah hallmark movie i mean legit i i I don't i don't see that happening right and even i mean the whole cliche of meeting somebody at church is kind of weird you know all this type of stuff So so how do you manage through that it's hard okay and (laughs) dating apps is not it okay i think i've got i've been convinced multiple times that dating apps are it 
Personally, it ain't for me. It ain't it. That's I'm gonna say. It's that. not it for me. Dating apps are not it for me because um I'm not a big phone person. Um, so I'm not just gonna stay on my phone all day, every day, swiping or whatever. But um trying to push through can we address what you said the guy said <laughs> um and that was a part of your question yes i'm um, about them saying scan something about scandalous One, yeah. and fish in the sea let me just say that the pickings are slim mm-hmm. on this side as well okay, okay? <laughs> like it's very slim um the, oh, 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 why, why do you think it's that way because we have standards, because mm-hmm. we have morals, and because we yes. have values. And when you just have, and it's not even about being picky or uppity or bougie. It's just, this is what I desire. This mm-hmm. is what I know I deserve. And I have boundaries set, and there are certain things that I'm not going to settle for. Mm. And so in a society um, and in a culture where everybody just does what everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. It just narrows down and the pickings become very slim because there are just less people that have that hyper laser focus on what they really want and um, what they're willing to settle for. And I could add that I feel like me and Steph's standards is a bit higher than what is assumed to be the norm. Mm -hmm. So a lot of men out there are catering to the norm and it's like we need to be above that you know and mm-hmm. I feel like when you're trying to date out there there's just it's like this ain't it do, do you feel that you're you guys are in, have, are intimidating or have been told that you're intimidating and how do you manage through oh that? yeah I've been told that I have and I think what <laughs> I think what um a lot of my friends see and a lot of what people like I'm I desire to be like a softer version of myself, right? If that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. um, at work, um, I'm a leader. At church, I have to be a leader. And in, uh, in so many areas, you know, of my life and in, in cohorts where I serve, I'm required to be this certain kind of like, um, I don't know, like alpha female in a sense. Yeah. And so I desire to be softer with my mate or whoever I'm dating. So um, I have learned um, to tone it down at times and, but not in a sense to like mute my personality Mm -hmm. or dull who I am. Um, But just because people cannot always handle all of Stephanie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, fresh out the gate. So um, having a strong personality and being secure in who you are can be intimidating, but for the right man, um, it wouldn't be intimidating at all. I agree so. a thousand percent. Geraldine's <laughs> just like, ditto, ditto. Yeah, ditto. because I just feel like Steph and I get it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just. Uh. So do you think that there are more out there like you or, or you who all feel that you're the exception and that's what makes it even more challenging because what you said, I guess, uh, Geraldine, you have said that they, they're, they're catering towards the norm. I think there's more out there, but it's not. It's very, very few. Um, I think there are women who just are choosing to settle. And they could be settling for multiple reasons. Um, and I don't think me and Stephanie are in that um, that pool. <laughs> Peculiar, <laughs> peculiarity. Did I say that? It's, it's a real thing. Like being yeah. peculiar, being a peculiar people is a real thing. And so it, it just... 
it's like a, a, a narrow narrow funnel if you would Super like narrow. it's just but it's, it's I mean it doesn't make me doubt that there right. is someone out there for me um do, that do can you, handle so, so do you believe that uh if you listened well I know you all did but listen to the the men's conversation uh, mm-hmm. uh Justin and Jeremy do you believe that their mindset is part of the problem um in regards to, to <laughs> No, listen, I'm listening. Just come on. I'm listening to you. Go right. Ahead. I mean, for, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm going to put Jeremy on blast, but he's like, man, I've been exposed to so much. Like, there's, there's women all over the world. Like, and so he's like, hey, maybe I want to try co host salmon tonight. And so, um, do, you, do you feel that that is uh, aiding and abetting the, uh, uh, the reduction of suitable mates out there? Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. They're all friends. So Steph and Jeremy are friends with Jeremy and Justin. So I don't want nobody like, oh, well, they don't know them. They just talking. No, they gonna have this conversation, so... No, there will be a uh, probably needs to be an episode three with all all of us right? at the table so Part that we can hash out. But I was just gonna say the um, you know listening to uh, JJ talk about that and um, saying that pretty much it, it's so many options out there. It just you know if if that's women have standards some have more than others and so it just depends on mm-hmm. Jer- I'm gonna get close to the mic Jeremy Joseph whatever it is that you're you know if you're <laughs> wanting all of the fish in the sea my friend then go right ahead but um the crazy thing is that's not the first time I heard that so yeah, when I heard it on the no. mic I was like oh I know I just rolled my eyes I'm like these guys these but I mean guys. it it does kind of you know <laughs> continue the narrative that it's all these women out there um, and the guys can just pick from whatever they want to, but you can't pick me, bro. Not if you, you mm-hmm. know, like you can't just pick me and have me. Mm-hmm. I'm not an easy catch. Okay. So. It's getting real, y'all. It's getting real. <laughs> I'm getting hot under the collar for the fellas. <laughs> All right. Oh, All right. So I'm around it out here. Um, you guys are giving some great, some great nuggets and some insights, uh, especially as being professional young women who are, you know, living single successfully, what's some advice for, I would call it the younger you, right? So the 25-year-old you, what's that advice that you have uh, for her as she's navigating this season, as she's navigating COVID, uh, as she's trying to figure out who she is? What's that advice that each of you have for your younger selves? And, uh, and then we'll go from there. I think I could say to my younger self is run the race at your own pace. I thought you were about to say run away. And I was like, dang, that's both. No, (laughs) no, you are not in competition with nobody. That's good. Nobody's relationship is the same as the next person's relationship. And what you go through is, is not the same as everyone else. It might be similar, but it's, it's yours. So run your race at your own pace. That's my advice to my, my younger self. That's good. Yeah, um, similar thoughts, similar, um, just, man, to my younger self, I would say, trust God's voice. Yeah. Um, Be fully confident in who he says that you are. Don't question um, 
who you are. Don't compare. Even in that season, I feel like there was a settling. Um, I did some settling, you know, mm-hmm. don't settle. Um, go after your goals, go after your dreams. Um, in this season where it's easy to, if, if I was in this season, if I was young <laughs> or, um, man, stay focused, mm. like read some, read some literature, um, get us, have some accountability people in your, in your circle, definitely have an accountability partner. Um, some people that will hold you accountable and call you out when you are messing up. That's you good. know, I think a lot of the mistakes that I made in my, my twenties and even in my early thirties was because I lacked true accountability. Yeah. And, um, I had friends that would just coddle, uh, my trauma coddle, um, just immature stuff that I was doing. And it, you know, they just, nobody was like, man, you need to stop mm. or, you know, that's not healthy mm-hmm. or you need to go to therapy. So take care of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, love on yourself, develop some healthy self-care practices early on. Get to know you for Get you. to know, yeah, for sure. Don't let people define And you know, the whole self-care thing is like such a buzzword now, kind of like trauma is, but it's a real thing. Like take care of yourself, go to therapy, identify those childhood issues that may be that may tarnish or hurt you in the future and use this time of isolation for something real. Yeah. And seek God's best for you mm-hmm. in every part of your life. Cause once you realize that God wants the best for you, there's these things that will come up to your face. You're just like, what is this? You know? So seek God's best for yourself in every part of your life. For sure. That's good. Hey ladies, I appreciate you all. Y'all, y'all waxed eloquently on this brought it in and, and gave some great advice to the younger use. There's big buzzwords that they talked about here, accountability, you know, having values, having that circle, taking time for yourself, grow you, and it all's going to come together. And it'd be great to be able to continue this conversation with you all as you all go through your journey and uh, be able to see this reflection. And maybe we will have a, uh, have a round three, call it the, uh, uh, you know, Venus versus Mars type of conversation <laughs> and, and have, that, have that work out. And like I said before, we will be having a, a uh, come in the new year, some more, I would call it more in-depth profiles with uh, a lot of, a lot of singles out here, SPM, single professional millennials. Cause I think there's so much, I mean, we really didn't even dive into what's it like being, you know, single in the workplace and managing through mm-hmm. all of those types of things. So there's so much more in this conversation, but thank you all for joining today. Um, Thanks for having us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, as as I typically offer up for um, my guest is the opportunity to kind of say, hey, this is my handle. This is how you can connect with me. But I think both of you guys are fairly private. But if somebody's like, yo, <laughs> um, say say it's a young lady that's like, yo, I am the younger staff, right? I'm the younger Geraldine. Um, and they want to be able to connect and get some advice and, and go from there. How might one uh, at least follow you on social to get some good advice and connect from there if you dare to share (laughs) absolutely I mean I am a private person but I'm also um I love intentional relationships and pouring into other people so um never you know if there is someone out here listening and they feel like they need some some you know Steph advice (laughs) follow me at Steph for him s-t-e-f the number four h-y-m-n like the hymnal Nice.
Uh, same thing here. I'm always open for intentional um, relationships. Um, my handle is at G underscore N-O-U 18. There it is. Well, so much uh, appreciation from, from me here. Uh, thank you all for taking the time, uh, arranging your schedules around to be able to connect. And um, even my apologies for being late. Uh, that's what happens <laughs> when you have these kids and you're like, man, I knew I had something else to do. Oh, snap. <laughs> but um, for all those that are listening, I hope that you all got something out of this. Again, you know, healthy for the holidays isn't just for this season for you to find healthy habits, but it's something that you can pick up and take with yourself uh, throughout the year and be able to to grow in that mindset. So, again, thank you all for joining us today. If you would leave a review let us know if you like the episode. If you didn't, please. One thing I didn't say before: uh, tag tag us on on Instagram. Like, if you like the episode, tag us. I will repost. Uh, uh, and and I, it's great to show uh, the community that there's some some good content out here, and we'll go from there. But uh, again, thank you all for being on, and uh, we look forward to connecting with you all after a while.